never had a dollar for every time they say God what I'm gonna come through I'd be a millionaire If I had a dollar for every time they say God what I'm gonna come through I'd be a millionaire Blast your speakers Go Was about to lose my mind But God came right on time He made a way You know what? Better yet, uh, nah. Let me just give you the whole song, but you'll have to make sure your speakers are blasted. Let's go. If I had a dollar for every time they say God wanna gonna come through, I'd be a millionaire. Oh. Uh, if I had a dollar for every time they say God wanna gonna come through, I'd be a millionaire. I hope you loved that. But of course, it's just kuonjesha, kuonjesha. I mean, of course, for those of you who don't understand what kuonjesha means, I mean, I'm just giving you a taste of it. So, of course, once we finish the podcast, we are going to get into this. Wow, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good everything, nice, good this time, good how are you? My goodness. I hope you guys get the gist of it. I really do know how to say hi. I'm still lean, I'm still saved, I'm still happy, and yes, I am talking while I'm smiling, in case you've been wondering, because you have been wondering. Okay. <laughs> today, 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 what a beautiful day. Ish, wherever you are. Do you know what? I think sometimes, probably some of you think that I'm always having a good day, that I wake up and by default it is a good day. No, no one, no one gets good days by default. But we can choose to have good times. We can choose to be happy. And that's exactly what I like to do. Especially because I like choosing a lot. Today is a very special episode. Very special podcast. I I don't know. I think I'm going to just choose a title for this one once I'm done. So as you're listening to this podcast, I know you've already seen the title. But I probably hadn't thought of it while I was doing the podcast. It's a beautiful time that we're going to share together today. I thank you so, so, so much for joining me. I thank you so much for tuning in. I thank you so much for taking the trouble to download this podcast. And I thank you for always coming back on A. You guys, your support is amazing to me. Your support gives me strength. Your support is is wonderful. It's lovely. And we give God all the glory and all the honor. And I thank you for holding me down. Ooh, why don't we pray so that we can get to start this? Abba Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus Christ. Because of your love, because of your kindness, because of your very nature. As you are God, we are so deeply in love with you. We thank you. As we have come together once again to hear your precepts, to hear your truths. Write them in our hearts. Make us better people. And just 
be glorified through our thoughts, our words, our actions, through the very entity of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Did you say amen? Did you? Did you? Okay, good. All right. So, straight to business. Um, let me just pull your legs. This is going to be a short one. Whenever I say that, you automatically know that it's going to be long because I'm Kenyan. That's what we like doing. We like saying things we, we, we wish to mean. All right. I just want to read a nice article that I got here. And this podcast will be a shout out to my wonderful friends who I call the Karogos. That is David and Joyce. And I just want to read an excerpt of a of an article they were reading, and um, it goes like this: As a result, Smith saw his mistake and was drawn back to Jesus. His wife's attitude was directly responsible for his repentance and eventually their world-shaking ministry. This is the highest goal of a helpmate: to help the mate meet his needs or her call, whatever it may be. God knows the heart of your mate and what it will take to move him or her to the place he or she belongs. Just keep your own heart right and leave others to God and the Holy Spirit. That way, you will never lose. I... Oh my gosh. Mm. You know, when you're reading seriously good truths, you don't want to go in a hurry. You don't want to read through them in a hurry. You want to read them slowly so that the points can just be articulated as wonderfully, as easily and as clearly as they should. So this got me thinking about the term helpmate. And it got me thinking about how, especially we as ladies, we like to pray to God. And as we are praying for our man, you know, I remember this joke I once saw when I was pretty young and this, this, I think it was a Nigerian comedian. He was talking about how ladies pray when they're younger, when they're like in their early twenties, they're asking for men who can buy them Brazilian hair and men who, who have big houses and men who drive big cars. And then when they get to 25, they probably still have the same kind of prayer request. And then they get to 27, 29. And now they're praying for a man who has a job. And then when they get to 30-something, early 30s, then they're praying for a, a man who loves the Lord. And then when they get to a little close to 40, they just pray for a man. And I like how he would say, God, a man, a man, a man. It was so ridiculous. You know how the woman with the advancement of age is just eventually just seeking for a man, nothing to it. You know, no prayer requests, none, nothing. It's It looks ridiculous, but I know for us ladies, especially ladies who are listening to this and are probably in either one of those age brackets that I just mentioned, I know some of you are like, imagine this chick, she's telling the truth in a way. But here's the thing. If you look at the prayer requests of the person who is uh, a little bit younger, what is she asking for? She literally is asking for an ATM card. She's not asking for a man. And if we 
look at what we're asking for, we might get to the gist of understanding exactly where we are rated as women or as men in terms of being a helpmate. Most of you who are listening to this have listened to the previous podcasts and we've talked about this a lot, a lot of times. And we've talked about, hey, what are you looking for? Is your asking from God beyond has it gone beyond the physical characteristics of this man of this woman so i just want us to go systematically with this one i'd like you to turn to your bibles hey if you're new here welcome now a little bit of orientation whenever we get to this podcast we come through with our bibles because we're gonna keep turning all right so if we want to talk about a wife a wife of noble character christians where do we go to anybody anyone yes you exactly proverbs 31 because we have a few precepts here that are facts that can really speak to people who want to listen i want us to look at proverbs 31 from verse 3 and i'll read do not spend your strength on women your vigor on those who ruin kings i don't want to go too deep into this I think we all understand what King Lemuel is being asked to do here. Do not spend your strength on women. What kind of strength are we spending on women? Your vigor on those who ruin kings. And then we look at this in comparison with verse 10 of the same chapter, a wife of noble character who can find. Now, interestingly enough, in the Bible, in Proverbs 31, when they go to verse 10, they don't find it important to say a woman of noble character. They say a wife of noble character who can find. In previous podcasts, in previous episodes, we've talked about he who finds a wife. So there's this verse. Of course, we, we all know about this verse in the Bible that says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. And the insinuation here, therefore, ladies, is that he is finding a wife. He is not finding woman turning her into a wife, he is finding a wife. So the wife is already in the making. I think we can agree on that. So look at this. A wife of noble character, who can find she is worth far more than rubies? In case you just joined us, I'd like you to go just a little bit back, about three minutes in, and listen to the excerpt that I just read concerning the helpmates. We're helping each other to have our callings fully realized. Do you understand this? It's so profound, yet so simply put, that if you do not understand the point, if you don't approach these truths with keenness, they're going to just pass you by. So we have to be really, really keen. A wife of noble character, who can find? Question, who are you? Woman or wife? Okay, we're all women. Of course, the females. I'm talking to the females. I'm talking to the females. But are you a wife yet? In terms of helpmate. Have you thought of yourself as a helpmate? This is not just for the women. This is also for the man. Have you thought of yourself as a helpmate? When God created Eve for, or rather when God formed Eve for Adam, God gave Eve to Adam to be a helper. Because Eve found a man called Adam in the Garden of Eden. Adam was kind of like manager of this garden. He ensured that everything went well. He named every other plant, every other animal, and it was passed by God. He was in charge and God found it not good 
for him to be alone, that he needed a helper. So we all know from the truth of the word of God, the truth here is position of the woman in the life of the man is to come in as a helper. And trust me, for me as a woman to have to say this, <laughs> it is also a preaching to me as well. But here we are looking at the woman being the helpmate. I just feel it important for us to just go back to the to the article one more time and to just listen to this. This is the highest goal of a helpmate, to help the mate meet his or her call, whatever it may be. It's the highest, highest goal. You want to find someone who is going deeper than giving you a smile on your face because they made a joke or makes you feel good because they bought you flowers or they bought you gifts or they did a wonderful surprise for you on your big day. You want to go deeper than that. Does this person help by the grace of God to unlock hidden potential or untapped potential within you that then gives room for you to operate in your calling is that the role of your helpmate as we're praying for this soulmate for these husbands for these wives are we praying with a perspective of being a helpmate or are we praying with a perspective of being helped have you caught yourself really, really analyzing your prayer requests if you're not married yet? Have you really analyzed your prayer requests and are they self-serving requests? Because I hate to break it to you because our God is not a self-serving God. The highest call he has for us is to serve others, is to love. So do you remember the story of David, Abigail, and Nabal? You'll find it in the book of First Samuel chapter 25. I just want to read a few verses, just a verse here and there. So I'll start with the verse 3. His name was Nabal and his wife's... Well, I don't know if it's Nabal or it's Nabal or it's whatever. Well, I'm Kenyan, so I'm going to call it Nabal. And his wife's name was Abigail. She was an intelligent and beautiful woman, but her husband was surly and mean in his dealings. He was a calabite. Now, hold just right there. It's one thing for a man to describe a woman as beautiful. Many, many men describe women as beautiful. Oh, she's beautiful. She's pretty. But to say she's beautiful and intelligent, eh? You're a woman, you know that's a special one. So verse 7, David says or sends this message to Nabal. Now I hear that it's sheep sharing time. When your shepherds were with us, we did not mistreat them. And the whole time they were at Carmel, nothing of theirs was missing. And then we go right down to the end of verse 8 where David asks, please give your servants and your son David whatever you can find for them. So David is sending his messengers to Nabal and he is sending them with a polite message. But then what does Nabal say in verse 10? Who is this David? Who is the son of Jesse? And he, he has all the arrogance. He has everything that is just not, I mean, goodness, it's not even cooth, all right? But then you find that David's men turned around and went back. When they arrived, they reported every word. So David said to his men, each of you strap on your sword. So they did. And David strapped on his sword as well. About 400 men went up with David, while 200 stayed with the supplies. So Abigail acted quickly. You'll see this in verse 18. So this is after she has already gotten word that David sent messengers from the wilderness to give our master his greetings, but he hurled insults at them. Abigail acts quickly. She took 
200 loaves of bread, 2 skins of wine, 5 dressed sheep, 5 sears of roasted grain, 100 cakes of raisins and 200 cakes of pressed figs and loaded them on donkeys. And she told her servants, "Go on ahead, I'll follow you." But she did not tell her husband Nabal. Mama, are we together? Are we listening? Intelligence. Intelligence. She knew what was right to do. The king had asked for, and politely so, for that matter. But Nabal, in his arrogance, because he was a rich man, he had a lot of livestock and a lot of wealth, decided he wasn't going to help. But Abigail, she was wise. She was intelligent. She saved not only her life, but also the life of her husband Nabal, who probably didn't really quite deserve it. I want to take you back to verse 11 of Proverbs 31. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. My goodness. <laughs> okay, I know sometimes we read Proverbs 31 and sometimes you just read through quickly because many people think, okay, first of all this woman is unattainable, unachievable, she's not even realistic. I think she is. I've had the privilege of seeing couples who are surprisingly working it out. I mean, even I get surprised. I'm not trying to say I'm I'm skeptical. No, I'm not skeptical. It's just such a beautiful thing when you see a man and a woman who've been married 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 35 years like my parents and they're still holding each other down. I mean, there's nothing easy about this life, but in marriage we want to fill our positions and I think this is actually what ails us generally in life generally is that sometimes we want to fight to be in positions where we're not even supposed to be in we want to fight for things we're not supposed to be doing we want to to cry for things that we're not supposed to be having we want to blame god and curse god and tell god is not a good god and even change faith change religions because god has not given us what we asked of him while we don't want to take time and ask was this good for me and we want to come and approach the throne of god from a point of humble submission and allow him to be the first helpmate we have yeah i'm talking to you handsome man i'm talking to you lovely lady you have to have your first helpmate relationship with god because i'm trying to understand how you're going to hack the concept of helping somebody without having god help you to turn your character around because if we look at the proverbs that one woman who's being described if we look at abigail if we look at priscilla and aquila i mean priscilla who was aquila's wife we see women of noble character but the point here is character and how can we achieve noble character do we have noble character inherently as human beings no as human beings we inherently are sinful therefore we need to come to god to the point of submission to have him change our character. You remember especially in the book of Luke in the gospel account of Luke, Priscilla and Aquila are really mentioned many many times. Interestingly, in the gospel of Luke who apparently is Luke the doctor, Priscilla and Aquila are part of a group of Christians who hide out because of the emperor Nero, who is the emperor who really persecuted Christians. Have you heard of an emperor who torched Christians while they were alive so he could light up his garden? That was Emperor Nero and during that time Priscilla and Aquila were there and they were part of the first church and they housed Christians many Christians but Priscilla was a wife of noble character she was always by the side of her husband but if you read her story if you even go to commentaries you will realize something about this woman her first allegiance was to Jesus Christ 
Friends, there is no way we are learning how to be of noble character unless we first come to Christ, unless we first submit to God. Therefore, our husbands will be full of confidence in us and they will lack nothing of value. Remember in the story of Vashti in the book of Esther, Vashti was most desired. In fact, she's described as a very beautiful woman, a very beautiful woman. So Vashti was a beautiful woman. She was desirable in the eyes of men. The king, Xerxes, he wanted her to come to the public just so he would pride because of his wife, Queen Vashti, but she declined to go when the king called. And just like that, the council of, of advisors who were advising King Xerxes told him something has to be done about it. And Vashti lost the position of queen and then it was given to Esther. And we all know how Esther brought, you know, about justice to the Jewish people through Mordecai, who was like her guardian, and how Haman was impaled. We all know that story, but we have never seen at any one point a place where Esther was forceful, Esther led a rebellion, Esther led a gang of women or rebels who are women and, and she just, we don't see all that. We see Esther gracefully filling in her position, Esther gracefully being the woman she was supposed to be, being the queen she was supposed to be. And as a result, every single request she gave to the king, it was met with positive response. We see the point where Esther led the Jews to do the three-day fast. And we read in the Bible that no one could enter the presence of the king without being summoned. And if they entered and the king did not extend his scepter to them, then that person would be put to death. And Esther told Mordecai, lead the people. Let us go on fasting. Three days, no food, no water. And after that, I will go to the king myself. And if I die, I die. And this woman not only saved her life, not only saved, not only saved the life of Mordecai, but also saved the entire Jewish people. This is a philosophy of the helpmate. As a helpmate, in marriage you will help to unlock the full potential of your wife, of your husband. In your calling, in your ministry, and by ministry I'm not only talking about church, I'm also talking about the places where you're working in. I'm also talking about that place where you're feeling in that position. As a child, in any place where God has positioned you to represent him, this minute, this second, you need to feel in the position of a helpmate. You need to receive from God the noble character to be the right helpmate for your person. And especially in marriage, let us learn to revise our prayer requests, ladies and gentlemen. Let us not only approach God with the point of me, 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 me. I want a man who will do this for me. I want a man who will love me like this. I want a man who will want me, me, me. It's me, it's me, it's me. We have to revise our prayer requests because we have to realize and always say this. This is not an institution that we invented. This is an institution that is God ordained, created by God. Anything that God births, he buds for the very purpose of his glory. So today, we've all learned something. That as we approach God in prayer, as we continue to trust him, as we continue to, to come to him and to wait upon him, as we continue to ask for the wisdom and the perseverance in this waiting season, let us just, no, let us just slip that prayer in. God, work on my character. I pray today in the name of Jesus that where I am lacking in the concept of being a helpmate. Enable me to be the perfect helpmate for the man, for the woman that you have for me. 
And especially for the women, we need to add a prayer and remember that God created us for the very purpose of helping. Let us gracefully fill our positions with thanksgiving and let us do all things to the glory of the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Thank you for being a wonderful companion and a wonderful friend. I treasure you. I wish you a wonderful time for the rest of your week, the rest of your day, the rest of everything that you are doing for the rest of this time. Be blessed and grow into being a wonderful helpmate.